ain't no regular Taz show. It's the Friday Throwback Snack. <laughs> Friday Throwback Snacks? Mm. Every Friday, Taz takes an inside look at a classic match. <laughs> this is how you kick off a weekend. All righty, all right, here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Taz Show, special edition, as we do every Friday here with Drop It. Maybe listening on the weekend or early in the week, this is your throwback snack, kids. That's right. What's up? Hope everybody's doing well. Hope you had a great week. Thank you for pulling the Taz Show in during the week, uh, live, live on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Or check out the podcast version. Maybe you're doing that right now also. You're obviously doing that right now. This is not live. You're doing that at iTunes or Spotify or the radio.com app, tazshow.com. Anyway, you're pulling in. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We do appreciate it. So um, this is going to be a, uh, a special deal right here. This 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 match here, you know, uh, you know. So with the throwback snacks, you guys understand the process already, right? So uh, I don't have to get into that and explain that. Um, and sometimes they're really old matches. Sometimes they're not. This one is really old. This is uh, this is from the early '80s. Uh, actually, I think 1981. Let me triple check here. Boom! I just did chip, triple check. 1981. This is an empty arena match. Terry Funk versus Jerry Lawler. Um, the original broadcast for this was April 25th. This is Memphis wrestling. Um, so if you want to watch along, I'll tell you right now where to grab it on YouTube's. This is YouTube. This is not the WWE network. That's what this is going to be. I'm not going to get into the match right this second, but you guys could grab it on YouTube. You're going to find a couple of different versions of it. So the one that I will watch while I broadcast this podcast will be, uh, what is this? It's got 72,000 views, like 72401. Uh, 72, so over 72,000 views. Uh, la, 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 la. So something called Wrestling's, Wrestling's Golden Age. Okay, so there you have it. That's on YouTube. So this match uh, was so far ahead of its time. I mean, this style of match. We've seen them afterwards, as you guys know. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this was the first one ever, I think. If there was another one, it was maybe on a lower scale and not broadcasted on, uh, uh, well, at that time, TV. was There was only one type of TV. And I'm trying to think how else it would be done. It wouldn't be done on a house show. It would be kind of stupid to do a house show with no social media back in the day. <laughs> and, and no TV. Uh, empty arena, my point is. No one would even know what happened. You know what I mean? So, but I don't know. There might have been something. Who knows? A lot of crazy stuff happened in wrestling, uh, even in the 50s and 60s and 70s. I think this was the first one that I knew of. Uh, I can tell you that right now. So um, it's very, very, uh, it was very, very innovative and very cool. I, you know, all my years working and knowing Jerry Lawler, uh, who had such a, uh, still does, a very progressive mind and very smart, intelligent man and a great booker. Um, I never talked to him about this. You know, maybe one day I'll, I've got to have him on the Taz show. And um, I know he has a, a pretty strong podcast himself. So, but maybe I'll have him on one day because I'd love to talk to him about this. I know other people have talked to him about this, but like the, I, I do know from hearing from other people, the premise behind this match was basically. That Jerry uh, and Funk were in this, you know, heated heated feud rivalry, 
and uh, basically um, funk the heel, obviously, because Jerry Lawler was the king, literally, of Memphis, big baby face Jones. And um, and the heel, the heavy, heavy, nasty, mean, violent, crazy, wacko uh, man heel was uh, Terry Funk, the funkster um, at that time. So Funk basically felt like the whole world was against him when it came to Jerry Lawler. Well, maybe not the whole world, but everyone within the city limits of Memphis, Tennessee. So anywhere he went, anywhere near the arena or the TV station or any place, um, you know, people he felt funk felt in character that everybody was pro Jerry Lawler and uh, we hate you, Terry Funk. So that was the the premise behind uh, this whole angle. And that's why Terry Funk is the guy, the character who wanted to do the empty arena match with no refs no nothing so no one could swerve funk no one could could uh you know backstab him because they're watching the back of jerry the king lawler well obviously uh and i'm talking in character with with the, the great terry funk was talking about was you know a load of hogwash but that's what heels did back then they exaggerated they lied they um, they looked for every single shortcut you could imagine. They made a plethora of excuses for every single thing uh, that some of these younger wrestlers today and writers that sit in a room uh, in Stanford, Connecticut, <laughs> or whatever hotel they're at, uh, at a conference room with Vince McMahon and Stephanie and Triple H, they should watch some of these old matches and watch some of the old TV shows from some of these territories. Um, from years ago, uh, like Florida Championship Wrestling or, or Portland or Calgary or UWF, you know, Bill Watts' UWF or Memphis, or World Class, AWA, all these old territories back in the day where their stories were simple, very simplistic, but they were very simple to understand and they were very simple for the talent to put out there meaning to portray. Uh, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's bad, okay? It doesn't have to be convoluted and confusing and yada, yada, yada. It doesn't have to be like that. Um, so, in this angle is everything I just said. It's simple. It's a simple, smart angle. You do not have to be a rocket scientist. Hell, you didn't have to graduate junior high school to figure this son bitch out. I mean, it's a pretty simple angle, okay? So, um you also have, <laughs> excuse me, you also have two of the, well, legendary uh, wrestlers of all time uh, up there in that upper echelon of Jerry the King Lawler and, uh, and Terry Funk. So um, it's, it's, uh, it was very, uh, I don't know if it was Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler who came up with it. I don't know who came up with the idea. I don't know if Funk had some input on the creative behind it. I can assure you this, there was no writers back then <laughs> at that at that company or any company back then. I had the opportunity to work for a very short time for Memphis, for Jerry Lawler. So they ran a very simple shop there. And um, again, I keep using that word simple because it's apropos and simple's good. And King knew what he was doing and ran that thing with Jarrett the right way. Uh, hence why most of the best wrestlers in, in the world came through the doors of, of Memphis wrestling. So, um, you know, they were booked by Lawler and, and Jarrett. So they, they, those men knew what they were doing tenfold. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, this match is, um, uh, you know, uh, I caught a, 
uh, what was it? Probably middle of the week here. This this week we're, we're finishing up. I caught maybe a minute of it online. I wanted to just see something before I did the broadcast here, the podcast while I watched it with you. So I only watched about a minute of it. Um, the rest of it I'm going to do with you. So it's going to be fun. Uh, I told you where to find it. Okay. So you guys, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have to walk you through that. You understand that. You guys are very intelligent. You know that. You're, you're very smart. You know what you're doing. You're not stupid. No, no matter what people tell you, trust me, you people are extremely, highly intelligent. So that I promise you. Here we go. We're going to soil support for the Taz Show. You know the deal. It comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See? They understand that the home plays a very big role in your life and your family. And that is the main exact reason why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And as you guys know, the best part of this is, again, there's that word again, simple. It's simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details to be confident when you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th home, it does not matter. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence that you need to make an informed decision for yourself and for your family. It's convenient uh, and it's done the right way. I can promise you that. These people know what they're doing. Okay, so uh, the best part is uh, you, you get, you're getting a real mortgage approval in a matter of minutes. It's How cool is that? How simple is that? Okay, it's, it's, it's awesome. So Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently. So to get started, you know what to do. Go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLFsConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030. Rocket Mortgage. So there you have it, guys. All right. Take a quick break. Come right back from the break. And we're going to get into this legendary empty arena match with Terry Funk versus Jerry Lawler. From 1981, Memphis Wrestling, Fobak Snack Jones, sit tight, kids. All right, we're back here. Back here on the Taz Show, this special Throwback Snack. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. We're going to get right into this son of a gun right here and talk about uh, and watch this match. And I'll give you your, uh, your, well, commentary, for lack of better terms, on the outside here of this empty arena match with Terry Funk and Jerry King Lawler uh, from, like I said, 1981 Memphis Wrestling. This is on YouTube. Uh, wrestling's golden age is the site that i will be watching this from and uh you know i'm gonna keep the audio on i hopefully it's not distracting to you because lance russell uh from what i can see here he is kind of setting the scene for us in the empty arena i just i just want to do an opening in case this crazy thing comes off so, see, what's cool about this is Lance Russell, this man was great, by the way. What a great, great broadcaster. I was a big fan of his work. Um, what he's doing, just to give you guys an overview, he's walking around here in this empty arena. He's fixing to light a cigarette, which is hilarious, because he's waiting for Funk or Lawler to show up. I don't know. 
So that's what's so cool about this and so innovative if you think about it. Yeah, okay. Pardon me. Okay, it's like he's shooting. Like he's kind of worse shooting, right? He's acting like he don't know if this thing's even going to go off. This is Lance Russell standing in the middle of an empty Mid-South Coliseum. I think most wrestling fans know that Terry Funk, the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, issued a challenge to Jerry Lawler to meet man-to-man. One Tate Jones, this guy. He's great. <laughs> so, with, with, okay, so again, just just to, just to talk to you about this quick, I, I'm going to pause this real quick. Let's pause. Let's pause here right around one minute and 35 seconds in. So I just paused it. <clears throat> so this is what's cool about this. How, I mean, think about how innovative this is. For so many years ago, for Lawler, Jarrett, whoever, Funk came in, whoever came up with this, how smart was this? Okay, to go out there, have Lance uh, work shoot, which, you know, it, it, this was ahead of their time. This wasn't done a lot, this type of thing where the play-by-play guy would, would be in this role of, of work shooting. It was great. And just imagine the fan base back then, because the fans weren't as sophisticated you know, uh, smart, wink, wink. That's an, uh, They weren't as smart as they are today, obviously, um, to everything that went on with the business back then. Back then, people still believe, wow, wrestling's real. And not just folks from the South. People, you know, bought the business, the good old days, right? So they, they were buying this. They were like, man, that Lance Russell, he's waiting for Funk or Lola to show up. He, you know, he's they got cameras rolling there, and and it, it's just think about the creative behind this. I'm gonna hit play in a second. Just think about the creative behind this. How smart this one! All right, I'm hitting play right now. Again, we're at one minute and thirty five seconds in. No fans, so no officials, no police, nobody, you and me. I guess you just have to call it what he's looking for. Is a great stuff. I mean, just just yeah, he called it a shootout, Lance right, uh, Lance right, Lance Russell. So it, it's smart what he's what, the the way he's laying it down for you, explaining it. And uh, I think he, I know he took a cigarette out of his pocket. I don't know if he lit it yet. I think he, I might have missed that part, but I know he did that because that was a big joke with folks in the business, like behind the scenes, that he did that. And back then it was like no big deal. Could you imagine smoking a cigarette indoors today? That's like you can't even do that. I think it's not legal anywhere um so and again uh, lance is laying it down he's he's explaining what i explained to you guys in the opening of my show here that funk is the one who requested this this match basically and it's they're doing this at like 1 p.m in the afternoon so that because lance keeps referencing that so if it takes place you'll have a record of it if it doesn't then you will never see this so see what he did right there? Again, he said, if it takes place, you will have record of it. You'll see it. If it never happens, then you would have never seen this. He's shooting, work shooting, basically what he's doing. I'm telling you, it's so, so smart because um, if, if, if that means they're, they're taping something, and if it doesn't work out, they're not going to air it. Now, here comes Funk. Funk's walking in. I think it's fun. Coming into the Mid-South Coliseum now, it is now a couple of minutes past one o'clock. Uh, Terry Funk, who initially issued the challenge. Terry Funk is the man, by the way. I, I'm proud to say I know him. I consider him a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to I got to hear this. Where is Lawler? I told well, you that the didn't have enough guts to come on down here. 
I said, oh, wait a second. But the man has everybody on his side. We Lance. would like to use this if it takes place. See what, he, see what Lance is saying is we would like to use this. Hold, he's getting mad at Funk because right. Funk is cussing a muck. And, uh, <clears throat> and Funk's doing that, which, again, this is something that never really happened in wrestling where guys would curse and they're beeping it like crazy. Because they want to bring off It's a shoot It's like they're shooting here So he don't care about cameras And he's cursing And it's great It's so friggin smart 1981 I love this stuff man You count about you son of a bitch <laughs> And he doesn't. Now you go ahead and count him out. If you don't, I'll count him out. All right. Well, you just ask us to bring the cameras down. That's what I did. We're here. Now you, I'm not I'm a here. referee. I'm here. I know I'm you're I'm gonna here. go ahead. Is he under the ring, Lance? Oh, is he's Lava not under the, the ring. ring. Man, Funk is so good, man. He, he hasn't. He hasn't shown up yet. He's so good. I don't know where he is. He was so ahead of his time. To come down here and meet me in the ring. I'm going to count him out. One, two, three, four, five, six, this is great. seven, eight, nine, ten. He's out. I'm going to go ahead. Now, you guys remember, right? So, like, obviously, in modern day times, I mean, uh, WWE did an empty arena match. I think it was halftime um, of the Super Bowl with, uh, with The Rock and, I believe, Mick Foley. So, and there's been other ones. I can't remember. I remember the one with, um, with Mick and The Rock. I think that's what it was. So he's cutting a promo, Terry Funk. He's cursing like crazy. He wants Lawler. Lawler's not there yet. Uh, not there yet. And he's going off. He's going ballistic. It's, it's hysterical. Uh, yeah, it was rocking mankind. That's what it was. I just triple checked from Tucson. I'm a fool. I'm an idiot. Okay, so you prove your point. So see what Funk is saying here, he goes, Oh, Lola thinks it's funny, like it's a rib. Like, okay, yeah, that's right, I'll will fight you. I'll fight you, Funk, I'll be there. He's acting like he's saying like Lola's like ribbing him and then Lola don't show up. But he shows up. <laughs> they just having a conversation, it's great. Why don't you go ahead and come up in here? I I'm not listening. No, he says to Lance, you always protect him. You knock that stuff off. Like that. Look, you're the one that. Hey, 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 fun's getting hot. Okay, look at this. Hey, well, slow down now. And you treat me with Hey, well, wait. Just, I didn't. Okay. I wouldn't mean anything personal by it except give the guy a chance. It's just a couple of minutes. How good is Lance? How good is he? Oh, these guys were just legends. So the thing is, right? It's this is not as easy as these men made it look. This is obviously to shoot. It's not hard. They just got to have the lights on the arena. You're showing the twelve thousand seat arena that's empty, and you got they got one camera. They did this with one camera. Here comes Lawler now. Hey Lawler, come on up here. I'm gonna break your crown. I'm gonna break his crown, Lance. Look at that fool. Look at that idiot. Don't you realize that there's nobody here? You jackass. <laughs> Jerry Lawler in his uh, regular wrestling attire with a crown and the cape. Well, I didn't have to lay it out for you. I mean, Lance Russell just did. He's, uh, he's here. He did it better than me. Okay. Well, he's here. So, he is, uh, so now, 
Here's the gimmick, right? Like I'm telling you, this is not that easy to do for the guys in the the guys that are going to fight each other. It's not as easy as it looks. Look, it's pretty simple to explain if you really put your brain intact. There's there's zero energy there. There's there's zero. There's nobody there. So they got to bring the intensity, the physicality, with no one there. It's like wrestling in a gym, you know, like a training facility, a dojo. And Lawler, uh, Funk just said to Lawler, I'll show you how times have changed. He said to Lawler, you got a knife with you, you got a gun with you. What you? you wouldn't hear that today. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can't do that. So now Lawler's uh, about to get in the ring. Funk is in the ring. And Law and Funk is just cutting a promo on him, just burying him. I mean, and and these two men again being great ones, they are conducting themselves like a, like the building's full. Like there's thirteen, fourteen, twelve thousand people there, and and even Funk is projecting his voice so loud, like he's got to talk over the masses in the audience, which there are no masses, which is just again excellent. And Lance. I got to give this man a ton of credit. Not only is he doing a great job with the standups with the on cameras, but he's got to do play-by-play on a, when, when there's nothing, there's no audience reaction because there's no audience. Man, and Lance Russell just, just sets the table, and now they're, they're circling each other, both Lawler and uh, and Funk, and uh, and they're just getting after it here, just. And Funk doing his typical crazy man stuff. They they almost went for like a tie up, a lock up, and it didn't happen. And now Funk just does like like a great heel takes a powder, which is uh, the right thing to do. Just because that's the thing. How do you start this match? What's the right way to start a match like this? And because um, you don't want to just go right into it, full throttle physicality, nonstop. Uh, you got to have the heel powder out to cut to cut the time, uh, not to cut the time, but to build a little heat amongst the people watching on television. And now Lawler's getting the better of him. So, so again, the, to bring this type of energy that these these guys are doing here, and they're, they're not already in the stands, like not the stands, in the seats, just the empty seats, just, and Lawler's beating the snot out of them. Um, you have to turn this thing like you just heard Lance say a street ball brawl. You have to, um, because it looks so different. Instead of just keeping it in a ring, you got to go wild because to to show the true hatred of each other, both men have for each other. There is no referee, so there, in essence, there is no rules. Um, and <laughs> Funk just hit the chairs and then just pulled chairs on top of his own face, which was very funny right there. That's a pretty funny spot. I don't think that went the way they wanted to go. That was around 10 minutes and 28 seconds. It was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but being both you know great, great workers, they, can, they covered it up the right way. And Funk selling back as a, a Lawler with those great punches, which I've been a victim of taking. That man throw was one of the best punches in the history of the business. Jerry Lawler, ain't no doubt about that. Now Funk is basically just—you see—you if you guys are watching, he's just walking away. He's he he grabbed one of the uh, signs, like you know, in the building that like where you're seating, like a sign, like one of those big metal sign gimmicks, and he broke the sign. I think it's number two or four. I can't tell. Again, weapons are everything's legal here, and and Lawler's smart. He got back in the ring. 
number four it is that's what funk is holding and there's some blood right so now funk got some color over the eye it looks like over his left eye and these are the reasons why now let's see there's some blood from funk i'll pull the curtain back a little bit for you guys that's the reason why jerry lawler's wearing all that white <laughs> so you know he knows that uh the funk's gonna get color so you want to get that blood on your own so it looks like a i don't know how much blood comes out of funk but uh you know that's probably why the man was wearing white it's a little pull back the curtain even though the baby face is wearing white and the heel's gonna bleed so, you know, as I was explaining that to you, Funk gave a pile driver on the cement to uh, to uh, Jerry Lawler, which in a regular match, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> just do a pile driver that early in the match. It just wouldn't happen. And Funk is screaming like this weird scream. Kind of reminds you of Buzz Sawyer. This was before Buzz Sawyer, but... Terry Funk inspired a lot of great wrestlers, including the late great Buzz Sawyer, who I was a gigantic fan of, as many of you guys know. Funk is like, I don't know what the hell, he's hitting something against the ring post to make a weapon. A two before. God, man, this dude's in Memphis. Two before. Lance Lance Russell, I remember one time when somebody in Memphis uh, came at Jerry Lawler. Might have been Rick Rude with a baseball bat. And he goes, he just hit Lawler with a ball bat. Caught him with a ball bat instead of a baseball bat. I just love that. I'm a Yankee, so uh, we don't say ball bat. You hear? You hear funk. It's crazy. Look at Funk now. He's great. <laughs> See, and you're the announcer. Like, you know, you don't know Funk's going to do this. And Funk is very unpredictable. That's who Funk is. Um, I've been around Terry enough in ECW, as you guys know. And Terry never knew what Terry was going to do. And, and that's what made him great. It was all spontaneous, all ad-libbing, which a lot of men back then did that a lot. And in my generation, a lot of guys did that. Driving something. I'm busy yapping. Oh, he's driving into the head of, from the two by four. I guess that's what it is. He's trying to drive into the head of Lawler. Yeah, I, I you know I don't normally do this. I think I want to. I have to back up because I missed what he's using. Is I think it's a piece of a two by four. We're not gonna we're not gonna pause. We'll be right. So that's the spot. Hold on. Stick. Okay, a piece of wood. So that's what we're gonna do. I, I want to just explain. So I want to back up here to around 14 minutes. Around 13 minutes and 51 seconds. Now, boom, we're rolling to around 13.56. Important spot here. So, Funk is trying to get that stick, that wood, into the face area of eye, eye area of, Law, of Lawler. Lawler now is on his back. He punches Funk, back elbows Funk. Funk's selling. And now the weapon is in the hand, he, uh, in the left hand of Funk. King kicks the left hand, and then the weapon goes and hits Funk in the eye. Wow. Okay, this is so smart. I'll explain in a minute. 
Terry Funk had. My eye. Put it down now. Funk is screaming about his eye. I can't see. And Lawler could have just taken his eye out. He had the weapon, but Lawler threw the weapon down. And Lawler's getting ready to walk out of the ring. You hear Funk screaming, help me, my eye, my eye. He's crying. So, okay, so so that that so here's the thing with that. Uh that that's basically the end of that on that gimmick right there. So this is this is what I, what I want to talk about with that. Like to show you how intelligent this was. Man, I, I you know, I didn't know they did that, but I know right away what they did. God, it's deep, man. I, it's like I love the creativity, man, and <clears throat> It's, again, stuff that you don't see much anymore. And that's why bookers, wrestling bookers from yesteryear, do not get enough love and credit for how truly smart they were. And they didn't need all the resources. Now, I'll explain in a minute what I'm talking about. Guys like Jim Cornette or Jerry Lawler or Paul Heyman or, uh, I don't know, Bill Watts, uh, Dusty Rhodes, I'm... I'm missing many guys, trust me. Uh, Kevin Sullivan did, was a part of a ton of stuff in Florida back in the day, creatively. Um, I, I'm missing a handful of guys, I promise you. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. <clears throat> what happened with that gimmick right there, and again, like I told you, I, I only watched a minute of it early in the week. What they did that was so smart. See, back then, there really was no gray area between the good guys and the bad guys. You were either a baby face or a heel. So it was very, very little gray area. And gray area was frowned upon. Like, that was not good. That was a death knell, they thought. So for that, it made sense for that era, even though these guys were so smart in the way they booked, because the audience believed everything they were watching for the most part anywhere in the country or world when it came to wrestling so you wanted to keep your good guys i'm sorry you want to keep your bad guys evil nasty conniving lying uh, mean nasty cutthroat backstabbing every negative adjective you could find in a dictionary that's what you wanted your bad guys to be your good guys you wanted to be white bread pure Honest, don't lie. If they say they're gonna do something, they do it. True to their word. Um, kissing babies, hugging women, uh, high fiving guys. You know the ultimate baby faces, and you wanted them to be able to sell and 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 get sympathy. Okay, and it was really it's very simplistic how they did things. To my point of what I'm about to explain to you, how intelligent that was, what they just did in that freaking match in 1981. <laughs> now, the match never ended with a pinfall. There was no ref, as I said, as you guys saw. There was no disqualification, no count out, no, no pull apart, none of that stuff. The match ended because basically Funk couldn't continue because his eye was severely damaged. Who damaged his eye? Jerry Lawler could have taken that wood and drove it in his face and his eye, and no one would have thrown a flag on Jerry Lawler because Jerry Lawler was the one who got called out for this match. You know, the bad guy, the heel, Funk, was the one complaining about, you know, wh why he wanted this match in an empty arena because he did not want 
uh, anyone to help Lawler because the, the whole the whole city of Memphis and the whole state of Tennessee had the back of, of Jerry the King Lawler. So here was the Amarillo Desperado that had nobody on his side, and, and he was whining and crying about it, uh, again, in character. So he, and then, you know, he was vicious in his attack throughout, the, uh, throughout his offense funk during this match. And now he has an opportunity, Lawler does, to finish him off with that stick, that wood, which they heel incorporated in the match. Remember, that was the, the two by four, or two by four, that was getting hit against the ring post by Terry Funk while Lawler was down selling. So the weapon of choice was brought in by the bad guy. That's number one. Number two, the spot, the, the physical high spot. Okay. We saw heavy-duty, violent attempts of Terry Funk trying to drive that wood stake, we'll call that's a better word than stick, uh, that wood stake into the eye or face. I couldn't tell. It's just such old footage. It was kind of blurry. Um, and I'm using a dial-up desktop computer from 1982, so that's the problem. Uh, but anyway, um, he's trying to drive that stake into the face area of king and king is blocking it and blocking it and blocking it and lance is trying to tell a story desperate times right here oh my god jerry king Lowell's in trouble this maniac terry funk is gonna you know rip his face off well it ends up happening <laughs> that somehow some way funk i'm sorry uh, uh lola ends up throwing a punch then a back elbow slows down the violent attack by the heel and then that all-important little kick spot, little tiny spot while Lawler's down on his side or his back and he kicks the wrist or elbow or whatever it was, the left arm area of Terry Funk, which makes the stake, the wood, the stick, whatever you want to call it, hit Funk in the eye. That is not just, so let's just do this. That's called thinking, okay? There's a lot of thought that went into that spot. I guarantee it. And the bottom line is, is to keep Jerry the King Lawler pure. Keep him white as snow. <laughs> and that's what you had to do. He was the ultimate baby face of baby faces back then and did nothing wrong. So Jerry Lawler didn't try and rip out Terry Funk's eye. All Jerry Lawler did was defend himself and he kicked the elbow or the arm um, of Funk. And, well, who would have thunk it? Funk ended up eating that steak in his eye on the kick in his own eye. The damage was done. He got, he got you know, he got shot, Terry Funk, with his own gun. That basically, that's what happened. It was a backfire. So smart. So simple. When I watched it, I mean, everything I just explained to you guys, like, just came out into my brain when I watched that one little kick. Because I didn't know they did that. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Got it. Awesome. Very smart. I just gained more respect for Jerry Lawler on that. <laughs> and, and Funk. Wow. Very smart. Very cool. Um, that's why... You know, at times with these throwback snacks, something like that. Uh, that you guys know that listen to the Taz show for uh, all these episodes for three years. <laughs> I say a lot. I talk a lot about nuances, the little nuances, nuances, nuances. I say it sometimes at nauseum. But you know what? That's that was a vital nuance. What Lola did with that little kick 
while he was down and Funk was not down and he was defending himself, Jerry Lawler, and that kick caused that weapon to go into the eye of Funk, right? So very, very smart. God, I love it. Uh, great job. Great stuff um, by the guys down there in Memphis Wrestling, and which is gone now, I know, or whatever they're doing with it. I don't know. Maybe Jerry's trying to bring it back. Who knows? Jerry's always got the bug. But what a genius. Um and feel free to, to I don't know if Funk's on uh, Twitter I know King and I follow each other But I'm not going to you know, tell him Hey King I broke down your match I feel weird to do that But if you guys want to tell him Tell him And um, make, sure, make sure you tell him I'll put him over You know <laughs> I love doing that um, uh, What do you call it um, It's great I loved it I, I, just, I just respect that type of booking Because it's a lost art Yo I'm telling you man That stuff is a lost art That little Stuff like that is a lost art. I, I'm just smiling sitting here in my home studio laughing at this. It's just, it's so smart. And you just don't see that kind of stuff anymore. And you don't need, I mean, I don't know. I shouldn't say you don't need. I don't know what happened on Memphis TV after this. I don't, I don't have no idea. Maybe the following week or whenever they followed up on the story, Lance explained or Funk explained, not Funk, uh, Lawler explained, hey, I, I didn't take his eye out. I just kicked, I was trying to defend myself. I just kicked his arm. He He's the one who hit himself in the face with it. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> you, you, no one could ever think Jerry Lawler was vicious and he damn near ripped out the eye of the Funkster. I mean, God, dog, just great stuff. And uh, two guys I respect a lot. Uh, Funk, uh, I've worked with both of them enough. I mean, as far as in the same company, I, I never, I don't, I never wrestled Terry Funk in ECW. <sighs> I might have done run-ins or something <coughs> during one of his matches or something. Um, but I've spent enough time in the locker room with Terry Funk uh, for a lot of years, and God love him, man. I mean, just a man. Uh, I, I told you guys a story. Um, one of Terry Funk's retirements. <laughs> You get the joke. One of them, because he's retired many times. I had the honor of wrestling at in Amarillo, Texas, and and was invited to the te- to his uh, ranch. They had a double cross ranch, and there's that infamous photo that's on the internet of myself and and Candido, uh, Sabu, Fonzie, Van Dam. That was. Um, we're all wearing fanny packs and flip-flops, and Sab was wearing cowboy boots, which is money. But, um, yeah, uh, that was at the Amarillo, uh, that was at the Double Cross Ranch. Uh, we were all on that show together. So, um, I, I love Terry Funk, man. I love him. I love him. I respect him. I have not talked to the guy in, in years. But he's just a quality guy, man. Just I, He's salt of the earth, bro. Just, just like he looks and just like you guys think he is, he is. He is just the man. I love him. And Lawler, I mean, you know, I've worked uh, against him several times, obviously, you know, during my time in WWE, and then he did some run-ins in ECW, and he, God, he was hated. Oh, my God. As great as Lawler was as a babyface, good God, my man knew how to be a friggin' heel. Jesus. He almost just, he would have been killed in Philadelphia, dude. They hated, yo, ECW fans hated him during that angle. Paul had so much heat on him. He was so good at it. <laughs> oh, man. That was some heat, dude. Yo, he was great. Terry Funk. I'm sorry, uh, Jerry Lawler was just, God. Um, but, you know, during my time wrestling him in WWE and stuff, you know, it's a little different when you got to do stuff in WWE. But Jerry had, uh, when I was working on the contract, WWE, I, I worked in, I don't know if it's Jonesboro, Arkansas, one of the Memphis towns against him in like a main event 
uh, you know, he's because he's, we were doing our angle on TV. So he said, oh, you want to come down and you would do this? Yeah, sure. Just get me out of my house show. I got to do for the company. I'm in. You know, So I got paid and I, I went and worked down there and the company WWE took care of my travel expenses and I wrestled Jerry. I think, I think it was Jonesboro. I can't remember. And we had fun. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, it's just, this, this was great. The booking of this thing was great. And I hope you guys, uh, enjoyed this edition of the throwback snack. Uh, I know I love doing it. So this was a lot of fun and, uh, and that's the deal guys. So until next week, when Taz show comes at you full throttle on a Tuesday, Tuesday, nine Oh five ish AM Eastern live, live on radio.com or Facebook Live Jones, uh, Taz Show, Facebook Live, Schneebus Fernand, whatever it's called. And uh, everywhere else you get your podcast, I'm everywhere. All right, guys, look, have a good one. I'm Taz. You're not spread the word, bitches. I'll talk to you soon. Raised in the days of my space and screen names Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grief